Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayigash. Parshas Vayigash is an extremely emotional parsha, whereby Yosef cannot hold back after the very emotional plea of Yehuda that not bringing Binyamin back would cause such great pain to the elderly father Yaakov, that Yosef, who it's clear, what was his intention? Why didn't he, all the years, send his father a postcard, a message, saying, Abba, I am alive, don't worry about me? It's clear the Torah tells us that when Yosef first sees the brothers, in Parshas Miketz, the Torah says immediately that he remembered the Chalomos. He remembered his dreams. So it's clear that these dreams are not simply child fantasies, but rather they are nothing less than divine prophecies. And these prophecies needed to be fulfilled. And so the second dream you recall was that the stars and the sun and the moon bowed down to him. He had already accomplished the 11 stars, all his brothers bowing down to him. What was yet to be accomplished was that his father, Yaakov, would come and bow down to him. How would this happen? He would hold Binyamin, because after all, Binyamin was the thief with the cup of Yosef's having been found in Binyamin's bag. Yaakov would come down, bow down to Yosef, and thus the second dream as well will have been fulfilled in its entirety. Yosef could not hold back and he reveals himself to his brothers. The brothers go back and bring Yaakov down, who is anxious to see Yosef prior to his passing. And the Torah tells us, and I call your attention to Chamishi in this week's parsha, beginning of chapter 46, and the Torah tells us that Yisrael, because it's not simply Yaakov as the individual, but now it's Yaakov as the head of the nation. Yisrael travels with all his family and possessions, comes to Be'er Sheva, and Vayizbach Zvachim, and he offers sacrifices, Lelokei Oviv Yitzchak to the God of his father, Yitzchak. What about his grandfather, Yaakov? So if you look in the Ramban and read between the lines, it's really, you can sense this incredible emotion. What is it? Of course, Yaakov was very much tied to his grandfather, Avraham, as well. But why is he offering korbanos only to his father Yitzchak, perhaps 
Let's recall, when there was a famine in the land, the Torah tells us Avraham goes down to Egypt. When there was a famine in the land, Yitzchak wanted to go down to Egypt, but Hashem vetoed that decision and told him that he must stay in the land of Canaan. There's another famine now in the land of Canaan. <coughs> Yaakov is hoping that Hashem will say to him what he said to his father. He was hoping his father would say, Yaakov, stay in the land. But that's not to happen. And so what does Hashem say to him? Watch. In Pasuk Gimel, Altira Mitzrayma, don't be afraid to go down to Egypt. For I will make you into a great nation there. It is just there in the immoral Egypt that the Am Yisrael will be formed and will become a great nation. Now here is the incredible uh, message that God gives Yaakov akin, if you'd like, to that of the insurance policy which Yaakov received when he had that prophetic dream, vision of the ladder. At that time, God gave him an insurance policy, and once again, here Hashem says, I will descend, go down with you to Egypt, and I will also bring you up. So this is to be understood on several different levels. Literally, I will be with you when you go down to Egypt. And indeed, when the Torah tells us in that same chapter that how many souls came down to Egypt with Yaakov, the Torah says 70. If you count, you only count 69. So you're going to say to me, ah, don't be so exact. Or you're going to tell me that Yochebed was born just as they came into Egypt. Or no, Hashem is the 70th. And if you fast forward to the end of Parsha's bow, and the Torah tells us how many left Egypt. So the Torah says, sheish me'osh elef, almost 600,000 Jews left Egypt. And what does that mean? According to one opinion, short one, oh no, not short one, Hashem fulfilled and made that number complete. So on one level, it means literally, Hashem is saying, I'm going to be going down with you and I will ascend with you as well. The base Halevi says a beautiful, powerful idea on these words, and that is as follows. Onochi, God is saying to Yaakov, my presence, my glory in this world is now inextricably 
bound with the destiny of the Jewish people. Onochi, my presence, that same word, which is the opening word of the Ten Commandments. Onochi, my glory, my shechina, my presence in this world. Ered imcha, will go down with you when you go down. When you're down, I'm down. Vionochi and my presence, Aalcha, will go up. Gam Olo, when you go up. It's such a beautiful idea that we are so connected. The destiny of man and the destiny of Hashem is intertwined. The Jewish people and God, they are intertwined, and we are, in that regard, if you want to use that term, even wedded. And that's why very quickly, in Hashem tonight, most texts of the Sidurim, when we have the uh, one bakosha, the one request on Friday night, and on Shabbos morning, and on Shabbos afternoon at Mincha, the one request that we have in the davening on Shabbos is for more spirituality. Right? May we be privileged to fulfill our mission in your Torah. Tahir libenu, purify our hearts. be'emes. And what do we have on Friday night? in the feminine. And Shabbos morning, v'yonuchu vo, in the masculine. And mincha time on Shabbos, v'yonuchu vam, together. Our rabbis see this as nothing less than a romantic rendezvous between God and the Jewish people. Friday night is the Arison. It's as if he is putting the ring on the finger of the Jewish people every Friday night. Shabbos morning is that chuppah, and Shabbos afternoon is the yichud. We are bound together, b'li ayin hara, with his glory. So this is what was told to Yaakov on his way down to Mitzrayim. And with this, we can understand very possibly the same use of the term that, please God, we're going to have in two weeks when we're going to read Pasha Shmos and Moshe is at the burning bush and Hashem says, Moshe, you're the one that I have tapped to lead my people out of Egypt. And what's Moshe's response in chapter 3 in Shmos, Pasuk 11? Mi onochi. Come on, I'm not the Anochi, you're the Anochi. You're the one that is supposed to take us out of Mitzrayim. Who am I to do this? So Vayomer, Hashem says to Moshe, Ki e imach. Of course I am the one who will be doing it, but I'll be doing it through you. There is a relationship between God and man, and man helps bring about the destiny as to how God wants history and destiny to unfold in this world. And so, what you have in this week's parsha is that multi-levels. On the one hand, God is speaking to Yaakov specifically, and go down one level, you have specifically that he's speaking throughout history to all of Klal Yisrael. And this is such a powerful idea. 
And lest anybody say to themselves, well, this is very nice for Yaakov. What's in it for me? This is a very powerful calling to each and every one of us because we too help move destiny along. I'm going to cite from the Medrash Rabbah in Rus, in chapter 2, in the book of Rus, verse 14. The Torah tells us that Boaz, who was impressed with the modesty of Rus, tells his workers they should be kind, generous to her, and he himself, quote, breaks bread with her. And what happens? The Torah, excuse me, the uh, Navi tells us that he says to her, chapter 2, verse 14, come over here, partake of the bread, and dip your morsel in the vinegar. Mitavalt pitech bachometz vateshev mitzara kotsrim. She sat beside the harvesters. Vayitzpat lokoli. He handed her parched grain, and she ate. She was satisfied, and even had some left over. Now listen to the comment of the medrash. Um Rabbi Yitzchok bar Merion. The Torah. Excuse me here. It's the Torah, yes, as we'll see through Ruvain and Aaron, and it's the Navi in Rus that is teaching us She'im Odemose Mitzvah. When you have a chance to do a mitzvah, Ya'asena Belevav Sholem, do it with a complete sense of integrity and purpose. Why? She'ilu Yeruvet. Yodea, had Ruvain only known two weeks ago in Parshas Vayeshev that God would write regarding him, that Ruvain's intent when he said to throw him in the pit was to save him, he would have literally put Yosef on his shoulders and brought him back to his father. And if Aaron would only know in two weeks from now in Parshas <coughs> Shmos, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that God would write regarding him, that he was happy to see his brother Moshe come back after 60 years being away. And therefore, Hinehu Hashem said to Moshe, your brother Aaron is going to greet you. Besupim Had Aaron only known that his meeting Moshe would be recorded for posterity, for eternity, Aaron would have brought <coughs> a brass band. And finally, Boaz, had Boaz only known that Hashem would write in the book of Rus that he gave her some parched corn. Oh my goodness. He would have agolos mifutomos hoyomachila. He would have given her the best prime meat. Ah, says the Medrash and continues. Rev. Yoshua Diskinen, in the name of Reb Levi, L'Sha'ovar, in the past, Hoya Adam Ose Mitzvah, an individual did a mitzvah, V'anavi Kosva, and the prophet would be the one to write it down. 
but v'achshav, and now, kishe'odamosa mitzvah, now when we do a mitzvah, who knows about the private acts of kindness, goodness, of loyalty to our misora, performing mitzvos anywhere on this earth. Mi kosva, who's taking note of it? Says the Medrash, Elio kosva, Elio Navi writes it down. Umelech HaMoshiach Vakodesh Baruch Hu, no one less than the Moshiach, and God Himself, Chosem Al Yadehem, literally signs on. How important is your actions? You shouldn't think and you shouldn't say to yourself, Eh, me, who am I? What am I? No. But to learn from Parshas Vayigash that man moves the destiny together with Hashem and May each and every one of us be privileged to live up to our share, our responsibility in moving this glorious destiny along. Shabbat Shalom to all.